0: Shoulder with the 100% electric Nissan Leaf, Ireland's most popular electric car. Now available with 0% finance. See this
1: is Newstalk. And this is the hard shoulder, Kieran Cuddlehey, with you until seven o'clock. And time to return to our series here on News Talk, exploring the 20 most influential moments of this century thus far, as voted on by you, the News Talk listeners. So we've had boom and bust. We've had Saipan. We've had 9 11. We've had plenty more in between. Today, we have been talking on the station about the birth of streaming. And there's been lots of coverage here about how this was such a disruptive force, you've got Netflix and Prime and Disney Plus, of course, most recently and Now TV and everything else and uh, how they have like I said, upset the apple cart when it comes to traditional uh, media. What we want to focus on is how successfully one particular genre of television has migrated to streaming platforms and that's reality television because some might have thought they wouldn't have found a home there but they have and they've been hugely successful. So here to talk to me about it is Eleanor Hutch of evoke.ie self-described reality TV addict and Dr. John Francis Leader a researcher at UCD in the area of psychology and technology presenter of Body Mind Self on YouTube. Eleanor, were you... Always a reality TV fan. Back to the early days of Big Brother.
0: Um, I absolutely was, Kieran. I used to devour Big Brother. I think especially as well the early series of Big Brother. They used to let you watch it live. Now, I wasn't, you know, watching it in the middle of the night, but you nearly were dipping in at certain points of the day just for like that hit, like nearly serotonin hit to find out what was going on. And then we also have to remember if you think about the structured reality show, you know, the Osbornes and Jessica Simpson were the originals with those. I think the Osborne's Ozzy Osborne is best known for
1: reality TV not for Black Sabbath that's true like there are shows um, that lend themselves to streaming reality TV shows more than others and so if we give those two examples and they were both pre-streaming really but I know Big Brother is still happening but if they were happening today Mm -hmm. Big Brother probably doesn't because people are getting voted out all the time so you kind of want to you know, keep up to date with what, what, what's happening on the ground. The Osborne's though, something like the Kardashians today, like that really does lend itself to, to, to binge watching, doesn't it?
0: Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, you're right, like Celebrity Brother, Love Island, those kind of ones, you know, they're nearly like something medieval where we all tune in to see the villain and. Shakespearean almost, but, um, the Kardashians does, but then th- there's a lot to be said about the Kardashians and their business model and even how they work. And they don't, you know, their show evolved from a simple reality TV show into this kind of circus where they tease things ahead of time on Instagram and all of that, just to make people tune in on the Sunday night and watch it. Um, so even though you can stream it all now there's, there's a bit of, um, they kind of like to tempt you in as a viewer. Like (laughs) if you're kind of thinking, oh, I mightn't watch it. It's gotten a bit boring. Kim will throw something on Instagram to hook you back in. It's all, it, it is, we are all addicted, I think.
1: Uh, John, uh, John Francis uh, John Francis leader like I said researcher at UCD is on the line uh, as well John there might have been a, a, a view of reality TV you know certainly maybe it was kind of a snobbish issue yeah. that this was just pure filler and that when it came to something like streaming those people who suggested that would have thought this will never survive because you know once people have a choice about what to watch who would choose this it kind of gets it's the stuff it's yeah. wallpaper television it ends up in the yeah. background but
2: It has been hugely popular, some of it, hasn't it? It's really reinvented itself, hasn't it? If you think about you know documentaries back in the day, remember the time when there was a documentary which you know at least to some degree portrayed itself as you know independent reality. But now that boundary has been blurred so much. And uh, you know Eleanor was using the word addiction there, and that, that, that's kind of the point, really. It is that hit that we get sometimes when we're not uh, not in contact with something we're trying to follow. So particularly something that involves social connection and relationships. A lot of these shows interact between people. We're hardwired to want that anyway. When we relate to a person's story, we want to connect back in with it. But when you've got uh, streaming services, when you have things on demand, well then that ability to keep in contact with it, the blurring of you know putting some stuff on social media and then some of it in the TV show and some of it somewhere else, it's very compelling.
1: So, so streaming actually it wasn't just a case that it kind of migrated across and has done well because that's where we all are now. Streaming, by its very nature, it, it it kind of breathed a new life into some aspects of reality TV.
2: Yeah, it has certain affordances to it. Part of it, out in the media and entertainment psychology lab, that's directed by Dr. Brendan Rooney out in UCD. That's been running, that type of research has been running for quite a while, looking at old media methods, like going to the cinema and watching films and how we engage and how we feel effectively when we're having these experiences. But different platforms have different affordances. Cinema, at least back in the day, was the idea of getting together closely with other people and how having a shared experience, Mm. and you know, TV of course was a bit more accessible than cinema in that way. But of course, with with streaming, do you remember back in the day, which wasn't that many days ago, but you'd have to go hunting for the right VHS in your cupboard to take that cassette and then put it in and then press play, or you'd sit there watching TV hoping something would come on. That's such a dramatic difference, and there was actually a friction in that which was useful because yeah. you know it stopped us from binging too much but now of course there's a different model and it's very very good for people selling media
1: it, it certainly is. I'm struck, though, as well, the idea that when we move to streaming, we'd lose that shared experience hasn't really been borne out, though. Has it? You know, that it, you think of those big shows like The Crown at the moment. Like The Crown is available at streaming. People can watch it. People can wait until next year to watch it. They can watch it all at one go. They can sit down on a Sunday and do it. They can do whatever they want. But it has become this shared experience amongst people. And it's the same yeah, for other it. big
2: shows. You're right, it's an interesting transference of that because now the idea of being together in, you know, a hundred people in a room watching the thing has shifted. So some people do watch it together, of course, but a lot of the time people are alone, at least physically watching it, but you're exactly right because of social media, the, the experience is augmented. We're talking about it, we're, you know, thinking about it beforehand, we're messaging people around it. So the shared experience has kind of shifted and that's actually an interesting part of it because that reaffirms the reality of the show when everybody's talking about it it starts to seem and feel more real so often we believe reality tv a bit more and there's nothing wrong to some degree with that but Mm. the problem is even with the best will in the world the producer is going to choose the more interesting scene or the more dramatic one people are going to play to that a bit more and that has mental health consequences sometimes
1: OK, well, let's. we might talk about that in just one moment. But but I want to play a little clip, uh, Eleanor, from one of my favourite reality TV shows. Um, no, we, uh, apparently not. We're not going to play it. But it's Love Island. And I've said on this show before, what a fan I am of love, love Island. But I guess it's one of those uh, yeah. that people do look down their snout a little bit at it. So I'm going to ask you to defend it.
0: Oh, I will defend it to the hill, Kieran. First of all, I think... There definitely has been people looking down their nose at it. And and in a lot of ways, it's very similar to Big Brother. It's just, I'd say, you could say it's a little bit more glam because they're out of Mallorca. Like, they do have a habit of picking people who, I mean, they don't even look like real humans anymore. They're so, you know, extreme looking, some of them. (laughs) But it's this perfect mechanism of drama where the producers... They are just invisible enough that you don't see them, but you feel them there. You know, if there's a bit of drama, you know, the second the show starts getting boring, they throw in some plot twist that is perfect. And you know what? If Liam Gallagher and both Stormzy are going to watch it and tweet about it, and Lena Dunham, who's a very acclaimed TV maker, and say that it's brilliant, you know, kind of the the highbrow people are starting to come around to it. And as well, you know, you, you'll see it in it. Like they'll, they'll be a villain, would we say, or yes. you know, a couple that you were rooting for. Suddenly, someone, <laughs> their head has been turned, which is the thing they say a lot in the show. Uh, suddenly, the producers will come up the way to get rid of the third person and put the original couple back together. Uh, it's very good manipulated reality TV. And,
1: and John, if, if highbrow people, as Eleanor said, like herself and myself, are now watching <laughs> this, I mean, is is this where some of the danger lies, though, that the the unreality of the reality we're watching on Love Island? Yeah.
2: As Eleanor was saying, I'm a therapist as well as a researcher, so what I almost hope for is the hyper When it's so crazy, you look at it and go, this is really entertaining, but it's not real. I kind of almost like that because the dangerous bit is when it seems so real that you start to think why am I like that you start to compare you know what I mean it changes your self concept a bit that's I think the worry part so that's the hope I suppose is that it can be kind of hyper real and we notice that or the other thing we can do is kind of almost manage your own media diets a little bit if we're getting caught up in something realize that this is highly curated this is only one way of seeing things and to stretch your imagination the other way so we don't get too sucked in and then mm. feel pressure to compare ourselves to it.
1: Well listen fascinating stuff and I thank you both for your time. Uh, Dr. John Francis Leader, a researcher at UCD in the area of psychology and technology and the presenter of Body Mind Self on YouTube and Eleanor Hutch of evoke.ie and reality TV addict as she says herself. Uh, lots of people getting in touch about that 53106 I promise I'll get to some of your texts in a few minutes
0: a hard shoulder with the 100% electric nissan leaf ireland's most popular electric car now available with zero percent finance see nissan.ie
1: this is news talk